Shout out to the homie RJ RIP man. I'm on nose. Let's go. Let's get it. All right, folks. This is another bonus episode for you guys. We just got the uh, convocados list uh, for the Mexican national team, for three of the teams, actually. For the um, the main squad, the Mexican national team, we got it for two U23 squads, one that's going to go to this Maurice Revelo tournament in France, and then one that's going to do a couple of scrimmages. And that's mainly because uh, Mexico at the youth level is not going to do is not in the U20 World Cup right now. They're not in the uh, U23 Olympics that are coming up. So they got to keep themselves busy. So what are they doing? They're sending a good, like, 40-something kids. We'll go over that in a second. Uh, to go do these multiple tournaments, keep them busy, keep them playing, keep them uh, involved with the team so that they feel included. Yep. So Let's do it. how you feeling, Cesar? I'm feeling good, man. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. You're liking uh, the work here? Yeah. Uh, so I'll go over a little bit of the structure in, in the Selección too, because now they have the new... Um, they still have Ares de Parga, which is like the head of Selecciones, but then they have the new guy that's like the like the Yonder Luisa. Uh, they call him La Bomba. Yeah. La Bomba Rodriguez has stepped in. And he has selected Duilio Davino from Monterrey to be the head of Selecciones Masculinas, the men's uh, the men's Selecciones, and he selected for the youth squads to head the all the youth programs. Andres Lilini, yep, from Necaxa, es ex Pumas, ex Pumas, ex Fuerzas Básicas de Pumas, ex Fuerzas Básicas de Pumas, who was known as a mastermind with youth kids, right? I was watching a bit of Football Picante on kind of uh, interviews with both of them. And they do sound interesting. They sound like they have a good plan, especially yeah. Lilini. Sounded, he's like, my job is to get as many of these 15, 17, 19, 23-year-olds up to a 23-year-old level to be be like perfectly eligible superstar great players to help out the main selection in 2026. That's like, that's my job. Yeah. And then Duilio Davino said something pretty similar. He was like, my job here is to make sure that we have the best path from now until 2026 for us to have the best 2026 World Cup as possible. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Let's go. When I mean, you say it. It sounds, sounds nice. nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's always in the back of your head like now are we actually going to see that because we've had a track record of people telling us this and yeah, right now we feel good because it sounds really good, but we need to see the work. Right. Yep. And uh, it gives me faith that Lilini's there because he's also been part of Pumas and working there and he has more, his word weighs a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, and Dudo Damino was good at Monterrey. He did semi okay there. Um, but now that he's there, you know, ex-Mexican national team, he's won championship a as a player. He knows how to win. He knows how to work. So hopefully we see it as well at this 
this new stage in his career. Yeah. He seems like a good, uh, like he's got a good head on his shoulders yeah. with regards to making teams successful like he did with Monterrey. Yeah. Right? So we're expecting big things. Um, there was a lot of questions about uh, whether there was a little bit of nepotism with La Bomba Rodriguez because he has connections to Orlegi, yeah. in my understanding. Uh, but um, even Jesus Martinez came out on Football Picante and was like, I trust the dude. He seems like a, like a good man. Like he's got good intentions, so yeah. I mean, the best thing that you can do as a fan is just kind of fucking hope for the best. Yeah, right. So l- we'll start off with the main squad, con los grandes, uh, Diego Coca squad, and we'll talk about. Um, we'll go down the list of the players that they have. There is about thirty-three players, I think, and ten of them are um, ten of them are going to only the amistosos. Is how we kind of break this down. Uh, 13 of them are going to all events. So uh, I guess the context that I can give here, Mexico has two amistosos coming up, one against Guatemala, one against Cameroon. Correct. And then after that, they have the semifinal against the U.S. in the Nations League. And then if they do well, the final. And then after that, they have Copa Oro. They start Copa Oro. They start, they start it. So... They split it up into three groups. There's one group of 13 players, which is like a base group, and they're going to be at all games. Um, they're uh, all three of those events. Uh, there's going there's one group which have eight, uh, ten of them total, and they're going to Nations League and Copa Oro, so the bigger competitions, along with those 13. And then there's another group that are only going to the amistosos, along with the 13. Correct. Right. All right, so the way that we're going to break it down, we'll I'll start off with the ones that are going to be at um, at the three competitions, and then we'll move it into who's going to be there for the Nations League, and then the ones that are just going to be there at the Amistosos. Okay. So the kind of base squad, the ones that are going to be at all three events, Keeper, Luis Angel Malagón, Carlos Acevedo, Defenders, Israel Reyes, Victor Guzman, you got Luis Romo, Charlie Rodriguez, Jesus Gallardo, Luis Chavez in the mid, Henry Martin, Osiel Herrera, Uriel Antuna, Eric Chavez, El Chiquito, and Jorge Sanchez. So those 13 will be at everything. Amistosos, Nations League, and they'll stay for Copa Oro. It's about 45 days concentrado with the team. Uh, so they're going to be there for a, a while. The ones that are going to just Nations League and Copa Oro, they're not going to go to the Amistosos which means that these folks are flying basically straight into the Vegas, whereas the semifinal is going to be against the U.S. Ochoa, uh, Julian Araujo, Gerardo Artiaga, Cesar Montes, Johan Vasquez, Orbelín Pineda, Edson Alvarez, Sebastián Córdoba, Santiago Jiménez, and Alexis Vega. Eight European players and two Liga Mekis players that are finishing up playoffs. Yeah, I think that's kind of what went into it a little bit because they won't make it for Amistosos because those are coming up hot. Only going to Amistosos, Tonio Rodriguez, Nestor Araujo, El Tiba Sepulveda, Kevin Alvarez, pretty big shock for me in that list. Omar Campos, kind of a shock for me in that, la- that list. El Piojo Alvarado, Alan Cervantes, Diego Lainez, Roberto de la Rosa, and Raul Jimenez, which seemed to be... Liga Mekis Staples plus Raul Jimenez. Yeah. That's what awesome. are your initial thoughts on this list? Um, I really like, for the most part, the 13 that 
are the bass players for mm-hmm. for the whole 45 days. I think you have a mix of older players like Jesus Ayardo, Luis Chavez, Henry Martin, and then you also have Luis Malagón, Acevedo, Reyes, all these young up-and-coming um, players who give you that generational change. Yeah. Um, and this is a huge generational change because if you look at the ones that are going to all plus Nations League, the only player from what you would consider pre-generational changes Ochoa. Correct, yeah. Nobody else is there. No Hector Moreno, no Salcedo, no Raul Jimenez. None of the older, even Nestor Araujo is not going to be there for any of the actual competitive games. The older guys you have are Los Capitanes que se pueden decir, puede ser Ochoa. Now it's going to be someone like Orbelin Pineda, Edson Alvarez that are going to head this team along with Luis Chavez, maybe Henry Martin, these more experienced players. Um, so I love, I love that they're finally making this happen, and that for the main events, for the competitions, you have the best squad possible. Yeah, and it's really putting a lot of trust in the young players, which is really interesting to see from Diego Coca, especially coming up in a to a must win game. Everyone's saying that U.S. game. If you get a loss there, you might not be around for very long especially with the tight rope that they got around him right but the names that we're seeing here for the competitive games like nations league it gives you interesting lineups yeah because you can have ochoa uh in the back obviously keep i think he has to be there because he's like the captain right he's the older head right the the experiencia but you can have like an artiaga wide jorge sanchez on the other side Cesar Montes and Johan Vasquez, which is what everyone screamed for Screams. at the World Cup. Yeah. That's what everyone wanted. And half of those fools didn't even go. Right. Yeah, like you bring in like Santiago Jimenez. Like Santiago Jimenez should have been at that World Cup. Yep. And so, he's finally he got robbed out of that World Cup, but now he's finally back on the roster. So him and Henry Martin are fighting for that top spot. Yeah. Which is a a not bad situation as a Mexico fan, right? And then in the middle, basically an Edson, Luis Chavez, Orbelin. Or you can throw in a Charlie or a Cordova. Or a Cordova who's been doing amazing. Who's been lights out, right? And then on the wings, everyone's screaming for Osiel Herrera to get the shot and to, to like be in there. He's got to start, right? You got the Alexis. You got Antuna still on the other side. So that's where it kind of gets a little bit thin yeah. because there's no... Chucky, there's no Tecatito. Yeah. Right. Those are the two missing pieces from yeah. this. So I think after that, it starts getting a little bit thin in uh, wing options. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Osiel Herrera. Yeah, me too. He's going to be I there the whole well time. Deserved. Yeah. It's going to so. be it's gonna be fun to see him. Uh, he's, he's blossoming into a great player. Even in Liga Mekis, he was like that third, that third head in the monster, which was Atlas's front line. Yeah. Which they like, I, I think it's fitting perfectly. He's turning into, uh, he's got a great age right now. He's super young, uh, but hopefully he brings up that tempo. All right, um, give me a, give me a name that you don't see on here that you wanted on here. Damn, that's a good one. Ocho Guzman, where's that full at? Ah, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he's balling out, dog. He put in eight goals in the season. Yeah, we're not exactly flourishing with players that have eight goals in a season on this list i can tell you 
for who? Eighty percent of them are. Who? who do you take out? He put in eight goals in the season, dog. Okay, I'll freaking close my eyes and I'll freaking pick one of these. Like that fool is just straight up being disrespected for the level of play. I know, I know. Coca says, "I don't like the position he plays." He said, "Yeah," but everyone knows it's because of the cocaine, the anti-doping thing. Like it's, I don't know if they have him blackballed now or some shit. I don't fucking know what's going on there, but dog, like take out. I don't know. He he can play multiple positions. Dog, take out Charlie Rodriguez, take out Luis Romo. I know they had better seasons than they have recently, but there's no way he can't be in the only amistosos list. Dog, like, take out Alan Cervantes as a holding center mid. Pocho can play that holding center mid. Like, he can he can play anywhere in that mid, basically. He, you can even open him up wide. I think he's just being low-key disrespected. I don't think everyone in this list is better than him. Yeah. And I that's what... The only way I would not scream this out right now is if everyone on there was better than him. But I think there's just a little a little politics drama happening in there. Anyone else you can think of? I mean, out of Tigres and Chivas. Yeah, that was the other thing people were saying. Like, of the only having basically uh, on the competitive teams, only having one Tigres player and one Chivas player. Yeah. Two players total from the final, which was a problem that everyone thought Tata had, that he wouldn't bring the Pachuca players, players right. until late. He started bringing Chavez and Sanchez, right. right? But, like, you you had Vigon, who's doing really well. You had, you can bring back a, a Nakino. You can no, bring... No, you can't. You <laughs> I can't know they're older heads, but, like, I mean, something is working on both of those teams, and something sure as hell is not working with some of these players that are, like, in the lower fucking teams. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's, it wasn't Luis Romo's fault that they didn't play more offensive. It wasn't. But he had a great season. So he did. And shout out to that fool. So like, it just, you know, these players are doing really well in their teams right now also. Yeah. So overall, overall, I'm see. really excited for the competitive ones, the 23 that are going to be there. I think that's a good squad. And I think Coca gets some brownie points if they lose against the U.S. with this new young squad, if they can fucking hold their own, if they do well, if they can show up, if they can run their asses off 90-plus minutes. Yeah. I think you get a little bit of the streets will love you a little bit more. You might still get fired. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I I think I agree with you slightly, but it's just losing to your rival again. It's something should that, not happen. That just cannot swing by. Yeah, in football, picante they asked uh, Mario Carrillo, wild fucking head, <laughs> but they asked him like, uh, "Is there a squad here to win it all, win the Gold Cup, and win Nations League?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is the names there." They have to. They are good enough to win it all, and they need to. And then he's like, "Well, what happens if they lose?" And then he's like, "They're not going to lose. They cannot lose. This team <laughs> cannot lose. That is um, out of your mind. Out of like fuera la mente, fuera la mente. <laughs> no se puede perder dos partidos estos que vienen son los importantes. And sí, he was no. just going in. You know how that fool is. That was funny. That that cuando se sube al tren, no, no hay nadie que lo so hinge, dog. You cannot stop that fool. No. Ni lo para nada, wey. Pero yeah, no, I mean, to a certain extent, tiene razón. Like, no se puede perder. Mm -hmm. Estos son los nombres, los jugadores 
que son this is the best that they got the best other than injuries yeah other than the the two that that are not here due to injury this is the best squad you could bring out it's a perfect from ahorita le doy una a a pinche Diego Coca it's an A for effort (laughs) (laughs) not because of the quality of the players All right, let's move it on to la convocatoria sub-23 que va al torneo Maurice Revelo. I I think I I like this squad. I'll just let you know ahead of time, but let's start off. Goalkeepers. We got Arturo Delgado, who's backup for Tigres. I think he's third, too. We got Hector Olguin de Santos, also a third string. I'm just going to add that. It's going to go on my comment later. Um, def- in la defensa, we got Emilian- Emiliano Freyfield from Pumas. We got Uziel Garcia de San Luis. Alberto Herrera de Puebla. Ramon Juarez de América. Everardo Lopez de Toluca. Emilio Martinez de Necaxa, just signed from Puebla. Pablo Monroy de Pumas. Isaías Vo- Violante de Toluca. In the mid, we got Dagoberto Espinosa, who's out at Circle Bruges from America. Yep. We got Marcelo Flores at Real Oviedo, who's getting another chance. Uh, Benjamin Galdames de Unión Española en Chile. Heriberto Jurado from Necaxa. Andres Montaño from Mazatlán. Santiago Trigos from Pumas. And the forwards, we got Jesus Hernández, who's killing it at Elche. Elche. We got Luca Martinez Dupuy from Rosario Central in Argentina. Dual national. We got Johnny Perez, Jonathan Perez from LA Galaxy, dual national. And Ángel Robles. Striker from Puebla. And their director technico, Raúl Chabrand. Give me your initial thoughts. I like it. It's a lot of young players that are trying to break into their first teams. A lot of, uh, like the goalies, there are a lot of third strings, like you mentioned. And then you also have players of high profile like Marcel Flores. Like you said, getting another chance. Hopefully he can make this one count. You have, you're basically letting like Luca Martinez Dupuy, no, hey, we want you here. Don't go for Argentina, uh, which is what we've been screaming about también, saying you got to lock these dual nationals down. I'm glad they're bringing him out. And also with um, Benjamin Galdames. Another dual national, yeah. De, de padres chilenos, pero él nació cuando su papá estaba. His siblings are like. Mexico. No, his siblings play for the Chilean national team, right. and they're uh, one of them is uh, one of them is uh, teammates de Johan Vasquez, Cremonese. Uh, Cremonese, yeah, he's center mid. Yeah, I mean, this is what what we want to see from a young squad as well. Yeah, um, take some risks. Yep. Like you said bring in the dual nationals, lock them down, right? Give the opportunity to the players that need it. The one thing that I did want to call out that I was like um, slowly like kind of bringing it up. If you look at the Maurice Revelo tournament, they do they do say like some of the greatest of names come out of the tournament, but at the same time, a lot of these powerhouse teams skip that age for their superstars because their first their first team in a superstar team already. Yeah, like you don't see Vinny there, no. you don't see Mbappe. Mbappe was never right, there. Yeah. and that's because they're already trying to break through to that first team squad. For the national team, they are the staple at their club team, yeah. right? And that's the thing that's a little bit different about Mexican soccer. Mexico takes powerhouse teams to this tournament every year. They got third place at the last one. They like they won, won the one before, before yeah. that, right? So there's high expectations of this Mexico team, but 
to be honest with you, these are the best under 23 players that Mexico has available. Yep. There are none that are like breaking through to that first squad. There's like Omar Campos, but that's basically it. Yeah. And that's the kind of scary thing. Mexico is really dependent on these players breaking through after this. Uh, and historically, every every couple of players do get picked off to like a European team, but it's not like the floodgates open for offers for all these kids. Yeah. Right. So the the point that I wanted to make, the two keepers are not even on the first squad, basically. Yeah. And it's under 23, like 23 years old. The Like the Premier League, every... Every team, half their team are twenty three. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, the caveat that I want to do for goalies is okay, usually goalies debut at a l- older yeah, age. Uh, yeah, but, but then, I mean, you saw Ochoa breaking through at like nineteen to the America team, so it can happen. So it it can happen, and we should see it more. But that's the thing, because then you look in retrospect when you're looking for a generational change from Ochoa, and you're like, where are my twenty threes? Right. Where am I? Where am I even? 25 uh Acevedo's now I think he's 26 27 yeah. now and you're just like damn yes nos fue el barco like it, it's it's not a problem until it becomes a problem yeah. it's not a problem until you look back and you're just like all right like I didn't do much prep work with like young players but I need them now where are they yeah. right and then you look and your top U23 squad they're not even like they're light years away from starting yeah cuz uh Olguin uh was the um was the U twenty he was like at the U twenty like at a big youth tournament recently and he balled out as the starter. Dude's got a dope ass fucking man bunny though. Like I, I know exactly who this kid is. He's got Acevedo, who's like next up for the selection in front of him, and then he's got uh Lahud. Oh yeah, the Tijuana Yeah. So it's like dog Pacuando. See no, that's, that's the tough thing. But this, but quality wise, these kids are quality. So I want them to ball out. I hope they ball out because, like, you got names. Emiliano Freyfield is a really good center back from Pumas who did really well in the second division, La Liga de Expansión. So I'm hoping he does well. But Ramon Juarez from America, yeah, he, he was he was a starter at San Luis, and then America took him back. And they're like, I'm gonna a la banca, a la U23, U23. He was already starting in Liga Yankees, yeah. but there's amazing quality on this. Who else you got? I got Jesus Hernandez Moreno. Mm-hmm. He's also been killing it at Elche. Um, they actually yeah. decided to full on give him a contract and bring him up to the. He's in the. He's no longer in, in the, the youth, youth academy. squad. So he's no longer the youth squad. He's on the B squad. He's on the B squad. Yeah, yeah. So he was promoted from the academy to the B team, which is great. And he's still scoring goals there. And he's still only like 19. Mm-hmm. So he's and, still. And his story is interesting because he was at Querétaro, wasn't getting the movement that he needed to a bigger team in Mexico or um, overseas. So he just went on trial himself. Yeah. It's crazy. A professional player. In a com- in a country like so- like Mexico, like such a soccer country like Mexico, not being able to get a shot, so they're like, "Fuck it, I'll do it myself." Yeah, uh, but not everybody can do that, right? Not everybody can have that money to going. And who knows if he even had that? I mean, we don't know if he yeah. came from anything, right? But he gave it a go. 
And he's there now. And he's there now. One person that's not on this list, Teun Wilke, yeah. the dual national Dutch, Dutch player. He's at Circle Bruges, same <laughs> team as Dagoberto Espinosa. Um, but this fool's balling out on the B squad, uh, or on the U23s, I think. He's been scoring in bunches. Um, and, but he's not on this call-up because the team didn't allow him. They're doing, uh, I think they're doing like a promotion battle right now that he's a part of. But dude is like six foot what? Six foot two, three? Six foot three. Damn. That's insane. But th- those are the guys I think you need to start like going head first in these processes with. Like He's got 12 appearances, 10 goals. He's just been He's just been kind of plagued with injuries, but. Dude's quality. Dude's yeah. gonna ball out. Dude's but we we have some of the Mekis names and like staple names down in here. Isaias Violante from Toluca is a regular yeah. off of the bench with Toluca, really aggressive outside back. Pablo Monroy from Pumas came out of nowhere and took over the spot, t- took over the start, starting spot at Pumas. Um, so I'm excited to see what they can do against players of their age. Uh, hopefully they can um, they can ball out. Heriberto Jurado is playing a little bit above his weight class with Necaxa. There's rumors that European teams want him already. He's like 19. Yeah, I saw a tweet this morning that said that somebody wanted him, um, but they didn't want to pay full price. They only wanted 70% of his card. Let's do it. And, no, um, 50-50. I'm Cooperacha. <laughs> and Necaxa said no, Pitch thank in. you. Yeah. No, yeah, and like you mentioned, Luca Martinez, the boy El Toro, at Rosario Central, he just came back from a pretty major injury. So, like, this is probably him trying to show up too, right? Like, say, like, yeah, uh, like I want to, uh, like a, like the main squad. I want to break through somewhere, or I want to make a move to Europe. So we'll see what they can do. And then we got Marcelo Flores. The, Everyone's yeah. kind of like throwing him out, like yeah, yeah. discarding him, sí. right? Era la estrella, era el futuro. And now people are just like, eh. But he's showing up when Mexico puts him in. Yeah, he needs to ball out this tournament because he's going to actually go back to Arsenal um, yeah. this following next he's, season. So, And the way that Arsenal is doing now, they're not going to... His chances before he left, when he was like on the bench every once in a while with Arsenal, with the first squad, are... I think his chances of doing that again are much lower now because Definitely. they're going to bring in so many names and stuff, right? So he's he's got to do something to shine for the Real Oviedo coach, for whoever his next potential coach could be. Like, make teams want you, right? So, yes, yeah, good squad. So in the group, they got Togo, Qatar, and Australia, all with their under-23s. Um, although Mexico's bringing a couple 19, 20 year olds. Yeah. Um, Let's get them that experience. It's going to be good. That'll be good. When does the tournament start? You got it there? Next week. Next week. That's going to be fun. Monday, June 5th is Venezuela, Costa Rica to kick it off. Let's go. All right. Let's move on to the other soup, uh, U23 squad. Yeah, let's do it. Let's close it on out. So the last convocatoria, Sub-23, is labeled La Gira Europea. What's going to be happening with these kids is they are U23s that um, obviously have nothing else to do because of all the failures that Mexico had at the youth level. But they want to keep this big group together so that they can start pulling them for other major tournaments that are coming up. They got um, they got Los Juegos Centroamericanos that are being held in Salvador. All the central uh, Mexico and basically everyone south of the border 
a Central American team's going to be playing in a in a tournament. Let's go through it. The porteros on this squad. You got Eduardo Garcia from Tapatio, which I love. Uh, great. They're bringing in some Liga de Expansión players. This is awesome. Um, you got Fernando Tapia from Venados FC, another one. Let's go. And they're getting first team minutes on those teams. Yeah, they are. So show them some love. Let's go. That's good. La Defensa, we got Eduardo Aguila from San Luis. We got Diego Campillo from Tapatio, who has rumors to Europe already. That's what one good season can do to you. It's crazy from Tapatio and Chivas. Yeah, Jesus Gomez, Alejandro Gomez, that's my boy. El Papu Gomez. <laughs> El Papu Gomez. <laughs> no, that's my no, boy. No. That's your boy. That's the one that got you viral by saying yeah. cat. That's my boy that we went viral with. Let's go. Finally getting the love. Whenever I meet him, and I'm be like, that was me. I got you. I got you minutes. Miguel Gomez from Guadalajara. Uh, Rafael Guerrero from Cruz Azul. Rodrigo Huescas is a big one right there from Baller. Cruz Azul. Rumored. To a lot of uh, European squads, to the Netherlands, to uh, Germany. Germany. So let's see what's good. Oscar Villa from Leon. Fidel Ambriz, Nacho Ambriz's son from Leon. Eduardo Armenta from Tijuana. Denzel Garcia from Asu Juarez, who gets a good amount of minutes. Rodrigo Lopez from Querétaro. Ali Avila from Monterrey. Edson Ayon from Querétaro. Jordan Carrillo from Sporting de Gijón, a European name in there. Brian Gonzalez from Pachuca, Ricardo Nacho Monreal from Necaxa, and Zaid Munoz from Chivas. What do you think? I like this one as well. It's really good names. It's like kind of diverse, no? Like a little bit second division, uh, some bench players from the first division, players that haven't gotten too many minutes. Yeah, like uh, Eduardo Garcia Mendoza, the goalie from Tapatio. Um. He's, he's most likely going to be the starting goalkeeper after his final against uh, Morelia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ended up winning. And I'm happy for somebody like that to to get called up and get recognized. Mm-hmm. And that's what this this uh, convocatoria seems to be. It seems to be a lot of uh, the Tapatio names being kind of like the base. Mm-hmm. Um, Tapatio so, and Chivas, yeah. Yeah, Tapatio and Chivas. So it just goes to show that maybe they are doing something good down in Guadalajara with Consus Fuerzas Básicas. Yeah. No, yeah. It's good to see some names in there because we've said in the past when Chivas is doing well, when they can put players out to Selección, they generally can provide more players, right? Things things go well. At least the future looks bright. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some good names on here. Um, Nacho Monreal from Necaxa I would say keep an eye out for him in these scrimmages I think he's a really solid player Pretty tall physical player Sometimes when you watch the games And you don't know the players in Liga Mekis But yeah. you could tell they just look like grown ass men Yeah You're like that fool's extranjero Yeah right? That's not a little kid Yeah <laughs> This fool like kind of looks like that But he's Mexican Damn He's got a good He's got some build to him He's got some meat to him Which we need more of these products out Right yeah, I also want to call out Rafael Guerrero Ramirez. He's a center back with Cruz Azul. And the interesting thing is that with these, this guy, um, the, the minutes that he's had with Cruz Azul, um, out of the 11 games that he's played and been a part of, he lost one game, so they've won 10. Damn. So, um, Cruz Azul needs to hire you, man, these statistics. Yeah. And you I know mean, this. But, but they bring him out. 
like at the beginning of the season, he only played against Tijuana, um, and they ended up tying. But then after that, es cuando entran en esa racha donde um, it, it leads to the technical get, getting fired and mm -hmm. then bringing in Tuca. Mm -hmm. So uh, Tuca comes in and he starts giving him minutes again, and that's when they start doing well again. So it's just one of those cases that you don't like to see where he's getting the good minutes and then for some reason they take him out yeah. and they leave him in el olvido for like a una buena racha, un, un mes, dos meses. And then now he has to gain that momentum again. Yeah, and that happens with some of the youth players, right? Yeah. Like it's easy for them to fall in the back of the mind of the coach when they got the extra hitos that need the minutes because they're obviously getting paid so much more. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think the bi uh, probably the biggest name on here, uh, uh, two two of the biggest names on here, obviously Jordan Carrillo's got all of the all of the mirrors to shine bright because he's coming from Sporting de Gijon, yeah. right? He's coming from Europe. And he is that game changer for them. So he can definitely ball out here. I don't know. Maybe become a bigger piece of that team next year as they try to push for the their run back to first division. And then Fidel Ambriz. Fidel Ambriz is a big one. Nacho Ambriz's son. He gets every minute at Leon. Yeah. I I don't know if they're kind of babying him in his process up because he's barely 20 years old. And if they want him to lead the youth squads at these tournaments... But yeah. I don't see a reason why why not to bring him to the first squad, to the first to the main squad. Yeah, he's a freaking monster. He's, yeah, he's starting over extranjeros that they pay big money for. The coach is just like, dog, do I want to win or do I want to just put my extranjeros? <laughs> and I'm put the fucking kid that's gonna give me a win. And you know he has the mindset of his dad. He does. He's man. he's yesterday, been trained. Yesterday I was watching him. First of all. Like, whatever ball he touched, I mean, that bien seguro. Yeah. And he's he not gonna give you up. some crazy, like, good pass. Like, these through balls in between the center, LAFC center backs, and then these long crosses. He looked amazing. But the one thing that stood out for me was that he he took this shot, and then la voló el way. But right after, he started yelling at someone, saying, look, you could have passed it here, or you could have done this. Pero se miraba que tenía ese carácter. Yeah, ese, he, esa garra que he's like, yo, you got to listen to me. You got to do what I'm, what I'm telling you to do. And it's like a step above in thinking where you're just like, dog, this could have been better. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to. Yeah. And he, that fool always does something, gets right back to his position. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that fool's like, hey, next time, boom, boom, boom. Better, better, better. But let's go. Let's yeah. put him work. Let's do it again. Yeah, bro, I was watching him. I was like, bro, this guy is only 19. That's somebody old. I'm super excited about. I Europe needs to come knocking for that fool. Definitely. Like, that fool's too talented. And he, la escuela de que viene, wey. La de Leon is a great academy. And de su padre. Su padre. Nacho, dog, this fool literally the seed, and uh, not to be too inappropriate, <laughs> of Nacho Ambriz. Yeah. Es what es else do you es want? Hijo, man. For real. Se nota. But yeah, this, this for being a, I don't want to say throwaway squad, but like not the guys that are going to the U23 tournament is good and i think uh what mexico is trying to do here is create a, a a wider funnel for these players to just fall into to lead into hopefully getting a great final 23 for yeah. 2026 and there's a lot of good names on here it's just a matter of where they go from here yeah like you mentioned um the guy from cruz azul what's his name rodrigo huescas rodrigo huescas that's going to be a sleeper that's going to end up in europe in a year or two like yeah. 
Like for that's sure. that's some, and those are the things that Mexico needs is and a lot more of these players breaking out. He's a right back. Sometimes they put him as a right winger. He tiene gol. He can do it. All. Yeah, he's he's good at finishing. Yeah, and he's aggressive. Kind of reminds me of Tecatito. Yeah. So yeah, great names going on here for this uh, amistosos against Spain and France. Mm-hmm. So uh, they just got to break through, man. They got to keep working. Yeah, those are going to be tough games. So they might get smacked, but sometimes those are learning experiences. Hopefully, they can uh, get some results out of them. Yeah. But yeah, that's all that I got, Cesar. Same, man. Let's uh, close it on out then. Thanks, folks, for listening in. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Give us feedback on Twitter, on social medias, in our Discord of the players that you like, didn't like, who should be there. Uh, Yeah, just come spend some time with us. Peace. Peace, folks.